Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. I think that 69ing is overrated and it sucks. Yeah. Yeah, you see that? Some people clap. Some people are like, arrest this man. But listen, <laughs> the story of why is more important. Do you remember when you first heard about it? I do. I was in third grade and that's too young. All right. <laughs> One of the older kids told me and I was like, what? At the same time? I almost had a seizure. I didn't know what he was saying. I didn't even have references so I could pretend like I understood. I was like, that's like eating a cheeseburger covered in ice cream while you're taking a shitter. And he was like, that's exactly what it's like. From that day on, I was hooked. When I tell you I was obsessed, I was obsessed. I'm not saying it for a story. It is all I talked about, thought about, dreamt about, sung about, joked about. Six nine, six nine, six nine, six nine. Every notebook in school, I was like six nine, six nine, six nine, six nine. Every sports team I was on, I was like, I'm number sixty nine. And they're like, this is fifth grade basketball. Why don't you chill out, buddy? Every birthday, every Christmas, my dad goes, What do you want? I go, I want sixty nine. He goes, Shut up and stop saying that. And I was like, No, defiant, no. 69, 69, it's gonna be the best, 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 69, it's gonna be like smoking meth out of God's dick, I wanna do it, I wanna do it, I wanna do it. <laughs> and I built it up, and I built it up, and I built it up, and when I finally got to do it, I finally got to do it. You know what the first thing I said was? Get off me, all right? <laughs> my neck hurts, I can't get my nose out of the way. Does it feel good? It feels like I'm working, all right? It'd feel better if you flipped over and polished me off, and then I'll do you. Why's it gotta be at the same time? Are we late for something? Uh, is the youth pastor coming back in a few minutes? Let's take turns like we learned in kindergarten. What type of maniac 69s as an adult? I mean, if you're a guy, I hope you're at least a gentleman about it and you lay on your back and you're not one of these savage fucking pigs who's like, I prefer this angle. And then you can hear the fight to live underneath you. And you're like, yeah, that feels good. I bet it fucking does feel good as you're throating that poor lady underneath you, I don't think there's a more horrific picture I can paint than that of a woman, a lovely woman. Like, picture your mom laying on her back in anticipation of 69ing from the bottom, and she's like, what the fuck? And she's got that look on her face like, is the search party gonna find me here? And then a man, a disgusting man, like me, he's like, well, saddle up, here we go. And there's dingleberries and lint, and here's your mom, and I'm like, bop, bop, bop. 
And then if I do that, I hear, what's on my forehead? And I'm like, that's my gut. (laughs) Watching Tom Segura on Netflix in my San Francisco apartment. I'm Schmitty, and this is Talking Schmidt. Today, it's episode 69, and after I had a certain someone bail out of the slot, the obvious answer to replace was the NorCal maniac, Andy Gaina Jr., a.k.a. Andy Roy. Andy's 48 years old. He's got a son named Cruz, and he turned pro for Sims way back in the 80s. Grew up in Santa Cruz, California, skating Derby Park, and eventually joined the 1-8, and was an original member of the Hellride crew. Today, Andy is rehabbing in Southern California, where he is battling to stay sober and lead a more positive life. But one thing is for sure, his ideas about skateboarding will never change. I think it's got to be in your fucking heart. You just keep it real, dude. And what's in your fucking heart, like build your own fucking shit, do what you fucking want, and always keep those wheels spinning. Skate a fucking curb, skate a quarter, but anything in your fucking way, just skate. Does that have to be a fucking camera? Whatever it is, just fucking go and fucking travel the world and hit everything you can. If you're going to skateboard, man, fucking put your heart into it and fucking spill some fucking blood. You know what I mean? Then. I don't know. That's how I was just always raised. Like, dude, you're going to do something. Fucking do it 100%. A few things before we start the show. I want to thank everybody again for buying the Jason Jesse design shirts that Zorosh had printed and helping meet our goal of the $1,000, which we gave to the UCSF Medical. Feeling really good about that. We still have some shirts available on the website and actually just printed up some new black short and long sleeve tees with gold print. Also, for you that may be struggling with some indoor activity, I'd like to offer suggestions. We've been putting together puzzles currently on our fifth and watching documentaries at the house pretty much on the daily. A real good one we liked is Operation Odessa on Netflix. I've started reading a new book on good old Jim Ross and, of course, diving into my computer and doing lots of editing. Just wait till you see the Sammy Baca My War I'm finishing up this week. Lastly, I think it's extremely important that everyone supports their local businesses during these crazy times. Cheryl and I have been making a conscious effort to order from our favorite restaurants like Blue Plate at least once or twice a week. Anyway, the following interview was conducted during this crazy COVID-19 era using the services of Zoom in which I'd like to give thanks. Without it, I'm not sure I'd be able to continue doing these episodes. Also, today is Jeff Grosso's birthday. (laughs) So make sure you go to Van's website and check out the tribute they have made for him. And make sure to bring some Kleenex. Okay, well, the madman is ready. It's episode 69, and our next guest is geared up. He's got the tattoo to prove it. Here he is, kids. What's up? This is Andy Roy. Podcast. Talking Schmidt. Sick! It's cool, like tonight is the night. Here we go again. Just give it the old car's turn, isn't it? Oh, big dog's in. Kitty, 
96 times, Schmitty. Thanks, Schmitty. We on? Schmitty? Talking Schmidt. That's called going to the hospital, bitch. I can shit my pants, man. Your Rolodex is fucking deep. I don't give a fuck about your fucking multi-million dollar numbers. Who is this guy who thinks he's tough shit? What's up? I'm here for Drake's list. Check one, check two, Andy Roy, check! It's episode 69. Yes! The pleasure is to be had by all. Today we have a treat for you guys. Currently sober, focused, and swelling up like Brandon Beevil down there. It's the legendary (laughs) Hellraiser, Andy fucking Roy. What's up, dude? Fuck yes. Dude, I'm fucking kicking it, dude. Thank you, man, for uh, even wanting me on it, dude, and... Giving me my favorite number, 69! Lick it! <laughs> Why was uh, 69 important to you? Probably obvious reasons, yeah? Yeah, I just like that. I just like that position, 69. I just like to lick it. <laughs> get down there and get it wet and fucking like the Niagara Falls. Yeah. <laughs> I'm actually getting, to, after this, I'm going to get tattooed, and I'm getting a 6 in my armpit, a 9 in the other armpit, and a tongue on each one coming down. So when I no when I relax and lift my arms up on my shoulders, sixty nine. Oh shit! Today? Yeah, after this. Oh damn! So episode sixty nine, and then straight to sixty nine tattoo. Yeah, I love being yeah. a part of the journey, dude. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> hey, you got any uh, advice for me, podcast wise? I know you did a lot of podcasts already, and uh, you're going to be doing some more, or what? Yeah, I'm going to get it back going. Um. I'm doing it with Solomon again at Pizza Nista. Cool. Yeah, there were some little uh, problems with the ex or whatever, but I, I, I'm i going to get it rebirth or whatever, and uh, it's going to be sick. Dude, I just run with it. You obviously know skateboarding, dude, and like the history of it, absolutely 100%. So like, I, I just want the fucking gnarly dudes, and I just kind of dig in of what they've done. You know what I mean? Some, you got to pry out of them a little bit. Yeah. But like... Uh, Dude, I just love skating so much, and I just love the history of skateboarding. So I just start digging in, you know, like, you, you, you know what's up, dude, with that, like all the skateboarders, the ones that fucking were getting busy, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, like put the shit down. So I just get dig into that. And we grew up with, like, all, all those dudes. I just picked those dudes and the newer guys. I just kind of dig in, and I try and get some dirt, too. Fuck. Like, I got, I have Markovich, and I know him and Danny got into it before it anyway, so I just wanted to know a little dirt about them beefing and stuff, you know? Yeah. Some people don't want to, like, dig in on that shit, but, like, that's, the, that's when you get the gold. Yeah, exactly. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Well, stoked that you guys are going to keep doing that. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the early days. You, where, What's your hometown? You were born and raised where? I was born in Antioch, oh. and then I, I, I went to Modesto till like fifth, sixth grade, and then I jammed it to Santa Cruz. Okay. But like, but when I was in, in Modesto, my mom had this boyfriend, and uh, he had a son, and he skated, and he fucking had a skateboard, and I, I had a quarter pipe. So he introduced me to skating, and then like that kind of like, dude, that's sick, you know? And then I had a babysitter. My mom got me a babysitter, right? I, dude, I used to roller skate even, dude, back in the day in Modesto. I raced. I was like <laughs> on a fucking team, speed skating, like where you jam in a circle. Uh-huh. So I just, I always like wheels spinning. This is the first time I ever say this shit, but I don't give a fuck, you know? But so like just the wheels spinning. And then I, my mom got me a babysitter and he was into fucking punk rock and skateboarding. And dude, that came hand in hand. Okay. Dude, I was like in 
sixth, seventh grade, dude, and he was take, you know, he was babysitting me because my mom was a bartender, so he would take me to punk rock shows, like when punk rock was fucking crazy, yeah, and then skating. He built a quarter pipe in front of his house, so like that's where I just like, dude, this is what I want to do right here. This is like in the eighties, right? Dude, this was like in the seventies, dude. No I was way. like in, uh, dude, I was like in fucking sixth, seventh grade. Okay, you know, it's like sixth grade. Do you remember like one of your first punk shows? Dude, my first punk rock show, I think, was uh, I've seen the Dr. No, the Vandals, and it was at the Stone, on like right on Broadway Street. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then I used to go to the farm right behind Patrol Skate Park. Yep. Dude, I've seen Bad Brains, Cro-Mags, uh, RKL, like you yeah. name every fucking Verbal band, dude. Abuse, I've seen them. DRI. Uh, all of them. Every single yeah. fucking band. I, I still got all the flyers, dude. Like every single flyer I've been to. Dude, oh, I got sick. stacks of them. Whoa. Original. That would be a rad book in itself. Just yeah. like all your flyers and then maybe the ones that you remember a little write up about the show or something. Like, yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, the farm was sick. And that's right where uh, Petro Skate Park is now. Yeah, dude, that's got that garden right behind it. And then that building's still there. Like inside that building, dude, like every fucking punk rock band you could think of, like fucking was playing in that building. Right. Pretty crazy. I know. But like that back then, dude, like skateboarding and punk rock just came hand in hand. You know what I mean? It was just aggressive. It just matched up. The music, the skating, you fucking let it out on a curb, whatever, ditch, whatever you could find and listen to punk rock music. It's just like, yeah, it came hand in hand. Sure. Who were like some of your early influences when you first started skating? Like what was your first board? Do you remember? It was a black flag board. Oh, what? it was a black flag. It said no net ever. And I went into Ghost Skate. My mom took me into Ghost Skate. The one that was across the street from the boardwalk? Yep. Okay. Absolutely. Right there. That yeah. one. Yeah. You could trade weed for boards. But my mom bought me that first one, dude. It was a black flag, no net ever, independent, 169s. And dude, so- I was so stoked. And it was on. And Derby was around already, right? Derby was there, dude. That's where I, that's where I grew up skating. No so way. like I, I would go to school. And like all my friends were surfers. I started surfing first, but surfing was so gnarly. Uh, it was just like, I don't know. It, you have to wait. For, it was just heavy, you know? I, I did it for a little bit. It was fun, dude. But skateboarding, dude, you can just grab your skateboard and take off on the street and go. Right. So, dude, I would just like, I was in like ninth grade, dude, 10th grade. And I started like, you know, when you go and you, you go to the gym and you sign up for classes, you know, and you get seven classes. Mm. Well, my home, my, my friends that went in, we went in together. They got their seven classes, and I, I was, like, confused. I didn't know what classes to pick, so I picked two, and they're like, we're done. We're leaving. We're going to surf, and I'm like, well, I'm out, too, and I only had two classes, so I would just get done at, like, 10 o'clock, and then I would skate to Derby, which was a cro- Like, I was on like, the east side of Santa Cruz, and I would skate all the way up to the west side of Sa- uh, Santa Cruz, skate Derby all day, and then I would skate back home. I, I said this before, like, Dude, these dudes were so gnarly. Like, I, I couldn't go down the snake run. And these dudes would run run me over, fucking, like, spit on me. And it's like, dude, because yeah, I couldn't figure it out, you know? So when they would split in the dark, when it got dark, then I would try and push around the bowl and go down that snake, you know? Okay. Dude, Lance Ripley, Keith Meeks, um, Alex Azevedo, Steve Yearsley. Like, rest in peace, Steve Yearsley. Dude, he was, like, a legend. Like, dude, these dudes were just, like, they were so fucking gnarly. Like, I think Lance was sponsored by Santa Cruz for a while. So was, so was Steve. Uh-huh. Uh, Jason Jesse knows who Steve Yearsley was. Dude, like, dude, he was so fucking gnarly ahead of his time. He won a, a, a pro contest at the Dish. Oh, okay. Against Tommy, Ray Barbie. Like, I still got the, the page where he yeah. got first place doing a street plant. 
you know okay but like you know like i seen those dudes dude and i was just like dude i want some of that right there dude i want what they got uh-huh dude i just skated there forever and then like steve keenan like all those dudes like roscott would pop up every once in a while and then anyone salba would come visit keenan because he he was like the team manager for santa cruz mm. and he would blow me wheels like old boards and wheels that's eventually how i got sponsored and then buena vista was a, another one. Oh I, yeah I the got, pool and there was mm-hmm. that vert ramp in aptos too right yeah, I lived there for a while. Uh, Dave Friel, Todd Nelson built it. Like a bunch of people pitched in. It was kind of strict. You have to pay money, you know. Like Dave Friel was kind of like a real strict dude, like power trip guy. But I ended up moving in there, and it was Dave Alley Ramp. And okay. Fucking, uh, yeah, dude, there was some history there. Like uh, Aaron Godoy, right? Did he was Aaron Godoy lived? He was my roommate. Yeah, he was he's my roommate. Fucking rad, dude. Yeah, dude. And we fucking on Fourth of July we had a party, and the dude that owned it was like a basketball player. So he kind of knew jocks and stuff. So we got like nine kegs of beer, dude, like 90 pounds of meat and chicken, big old party. We had like four punk rock bands playing. We just remixed the dime the ramp and fucking Pasoy showed up. Jake, rest in peace. Fucking Aaron Murray, Cardiel, Julian, Joey, Ruben, uh, Curtis, all these gnarly dudes showed up. And as we started like putting the last sheets of Masonite in, like the punk rock band started playing and these fucking dudes, they were jocks, and they were called the Bad Boy Club. And they all had that tattooed on their arm. They're like <laughs> steroid dudes. Yeah. And they came and just started fucking shit up. And like riot fucking cops came and fucking shut it down. But the whole crew, the whole Hellride crew fucking stayed the night. And we fucking woke up and skated and shit. But wow. it was just fucking, there was a lot of vert ramps back in the day in Santa Cruz. Like Cordelia's Keith Ham had one. Uh-huh. This dude, Chris Zinger, had John Street Ramp where Keith Meeks had uh, some posters from Santa Cruz uh, doing an Andrecht. And yeah, dude, there's some fucking good history of skating in Santa Cruz, you know? Mm, fuck yeah. That's what made me, dude. That's what fucking like... Fuck school, like, dude, I'm skating. That's all I wanted to fucking do. Right. It was a trip. So how was the door open to sponsoring you? Like, how? what was your first sponsor? All right, I was in ninth grade, and my friend Garen Miles and Matt Buttry, they, they became sales guys for Bronze Age clothing in Venice, California with Grind King kingpins. Not the trucks, just the kingpin uh-huh. with the Allen wrench. Yeah. And they're like, dude, we, we got you hooked up. So they flew me out to Venice, and I fucking got to go to Venice. Dude, I was, I think, 16 years old, right? Trip on this. I was in ninth grade, and I had a graphic arts class where I printed, I had a Thrasher shirt, and I printed a Jello Biafro t-shirt live in Germany. So I had this shirt. When I went to Venice, I went to where they had that launch ramp. Remember back in the pulley, where they had that wall where Jackson would do the the board slides? So that launch ramp was there and I was skating the launch ramp and I was so nervous. I was just a kid and there was like all these, all those suicidal fucking dudes were there. Tim Jackson, uh, Eric Dressen, Murray, Scott Oster, uh, fucking uh, all of them, right? Okay. And uh, so I, I fucking tried to go out the launch ramp and I got in a dude's way and he fucking grabbed my board and hucked it. And he was like, dude, you, you little kid, you got in the way. I was just like, holy, I didn't even get my board. And then finally, like, he seen me tripping. He went and got my board. And he's like, dude, you got to watch the fuck out. And I was like, dude, it will never happen again. So I'm sitting there on the side, and I see fucking Eric Dressen and Julian Stranger skate by. So it gets pretty deep. So I grew Did up you know this, who they were at that point? I, absolutely. How I knew Julian also was this is, our, this is how me and Julian became such good friends. Um, I went to school with this dude, Gabe Carey. His nickname was Caveman. He was a fucking nut. He was in the Volvos. He drove around. We party. He was just like a, a badass motherfucker. 
and he fucking grew up with Julian. His, his mom and Julian's mom were like best friends. Like they grew up together. In like Venice? he's in back and forth. Cause I think Julian bounced back around and uh, they're really good friends. So Gabe was like, dude, you, you're in the skating, dude. You got to check out Julian Stranger. And I was like, dude, I know who that is. So I was sitting there after the dude threw my board. I was just like fucking tripping and fucking Julian and Eric Dretzen skate by and Julian sees my shirt and stops and goes, dude, that's a sick shirt. And then I was just like, fuck, that's him. But I was like, dude, I'm not going to say, hey, dude, my friend's Gabe, you know, and he just skated away. Eventually, like later on when I ran into him, when he wrote for uh, SMA and I wrote for Santa Cruz, that's where we, we just, so I'll get into that. But okay. when I was in Venice, dude, like we had to go to this, uh, this pizza place where they're going to introduce everybody to the team. And it was, dude, it was all the Venice dudes, all those dudes I listed. And you had to like, hey, I'm from Andy from Santa Cruz. Right. And then they, th those two dudes that brought me, Matt and Garen, they kind of just let me go like they had work to do. And they're like, dude, all right, today you're going to fucking Jay, Jay Adams. You're going to meet up with him. He's out surfing, go on the pier and you're oh. going to wait for him. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> so I was watching him surf. And then he, he gets done surfing. He comes up to me. He walks up on the pier thing. He's like, you're, you're Andy? I'm like, yeah. And he's like, dude, do a backside ollie right now. And I was like, oh, okay. And I fucking did one. And, dude, he walked by. Some chick was, like, looking at the ocean. He slapped her in the ass. We fucking walked to his fucking station wagon. Parking ticket on it. Crumpled up through it. We jumped in his car and just fucking drove around. And he was just a fucking maniac. So, yeah. then it was fucking crazy. I seen some crazy shit there in Venice, dude. Those dudes fucking are gnarly. Yeah. So much respect for him, you know? Tim Jackson was one of my favorites. Right. Yeah, Jesse Martinez for me. I was and always Jesse, a fan. Yeah, Jesse, the mess, dude, forever. Yep. Uh -huh. Dude, I seen, I seen Tim Jackson push a thousand miles an hour at that fucking wall and fucking just wall right straight up over it into a, like an invert Miller flip onto the other side. Like, oh. dude, he was just like the wall ride mat. Like, dude, that yeah. dude was fucking sick. And that was at a time where people weren't really, like, wall rides were new still. People were, like, tripping on just, like, all that shit. Like, it's not like yeah. today where, like, people are doing a switch or whatever. <laughs> it's like, fuck. Right. But, that yeah, he was doing that shit before anybody. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then just seeing Eric and Julian, like, skating so fast. Like, you know, because people were skating the launch ramp and stuff, but, like, Eric and Julian were just jamming around, just using the whole fucking concrete. So that was my little fucking, my little first sponsors were Bronze Age and Grand King. And then Steve Keenan's the one that got me hooked up with Santa Cruz eventually. Oh, he did. And yeah, then from Derby, you know. And so did Keenan leave Santa Cruz with Birdo to start? How did Consolidated happen? That was a while later, right? You were you went at Santa Cruz SMA then consolidated. So so I so Keenan got me on Santa Cruz and I wrote for them as an amateur for probably like four years. I wrote for them for a while, you know, uh -huh. and then uh, they were turning me pro. But then they decided to start Sims back up with Eric Nash. Oh, Sims, yeah. And Roscott was running it, so they they switched me to Sims, and that was my first pro model was on Sims. Right. And then it, with Frank Harada, Eric Nash, uh, Canton Russell. And I think a dude named Steve Hernandez. As but it was out of NHS. Sims it was, was out of NHS. Yeah. And it didn't do that well. It lasted like, I think, like a month or two. I only had one pro model. And then they put me back on Santa Cruz. And I wrote for them and got had a board out. I, that was like a, like a couple years. And they, they moved it to another building. And then uh, Keenan was a team manager with Gavin O'Brien. And then Birdo was like that fucking, I guess, like the, the fucking funny dude, like, 
I don't know. They just had him doing the fucking goofball bullshit. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And uh, they ended up getting Karma Roper SMA. Julian even wrote for him, but I think Julian, they did some shit with Julian. They pulled his part in like that debunker video. Uh-huh. Like, cause you know how Julian is. He just does what he wants and he's not into film. He just is just a fucking skateboarder, you know? Yeah. And I think that, that's when videos were starting to get big. All that footage that he has, dude, is, I wish it's, I wish it was somewhere, dude, cause it's fucking gold. Cause, uh, you huh. know, Julian, it's rare to see his footage of him. But, uh, yeah. He, so Keenan snatched up, uh, Karma. Alan Peterson, and then Corey Chrysler Casper, rest in peace. Right. Nick Foster, rest in peace. Yep. It was Je- Jesse was on there, and Richard, because Richard wrote for SMA too as an amateur, and they snatched those dudes up, and Jason took off, and then I was still still at Santa Cruz, and I was like, "Fuck, dude, I want to go." And they were doing boards out of uh, out in Pleasure Point, out of the garage, at first spray painting on the boards, consolidated. And then eventually, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. And I got I got kicked off uh, Santa Cruz eventually uh, by Jeff fucking Kendall, Carrot Nose, <laughs> just for causing a ruckus, you know what I mean? Like just, uh, I don't a know. a demo or something? No, dude, just like when, when we go on tour, like, dude, I would just torture everybody. I was just a shithead, so I just fuck with everybody. And oh, they what else they tell? They, they brought me into a room, and they're like, Dude, the world's this big. I just turned pro, you know what I mean? Like, I didn't know photographers, really. Like, I wasn't getting photos. And I just turned pro. Like, I did, this shit was all new to me. And uh, they're like, dude, street skating was just coming in. They're like, dude, you're a great skater, but, like, you got to have an all-street part. And you got to fucking dress baggy. They're telling me how to dress and shit. Oh, and that's right. when that old first Thrasher video where I'm with Simon Woodstock wearing all those goopy clothes. Yeah. That was clowning on Santa Cruz because they yeah. were like, you got, you know, and like, dude, just let me skateboard, you know? I just wore tore up jeans and a flannel. Right. So I eventually got kicked off there and, dude, no one would sponsor me, dude, like, because I was just that shithead or whatever. And then uh, eventually, fucking Krishna Soy did focus skateboards with Eddie Redigi and fucking Dave Duncan. Oh. And uh, I wrote or I wrote for them. And okay. then uh, I wrote for them for a while. And then that's when Christian was fucking. Uh, getting heavy into drugs and doing uh-huh. his thing like dude i'd run around with him me and joey Tache would go visit them uh, cardio we'd all go hook up and dude they'd just be so twacked you know christian like just and he was such a rock star you know what i mean and then yeah. uh he kind of went th- did his trip you know and uh i ended up uh fucking ran into at a trade show at thruster it was like a, a, a mid-ramp or something we we're all skating and uh the whole consolidated crew was there jason and uh, karma and all those dudes and they're like dude we want you to ride for us and i was like fuck yes dude and i like ended up riding for consolidated you know right. and it was sick back then you know consolidated was fuck we got voted most stable team in the teddy awards like yeah we were sick dude we fucking we put some work in when we wrote for them man uh-huh so up to that point had you done much traveling like santa cruz put me on a bunch of tours like with ross goodman salva uh, I, I ran into Jason. Fedge was another homie of mine. Like, dude, I love Fedge forever, dude. Like, me and him skated Boina a lot together. And, okay. Because uh, he had moved to Santa Cruz from he Palo Alto. Yep. Yep. He, right next door to NHS. So, like, I'd skate vert ramps with him, Day Valley vert ramp. Oh. And uh, so they were putting me on, like, every summer, you would go on tours. You'd jump in a van. And I okay. remember we had jumped in an RV. They rented an RV. 
And uh, I went uh, like across country, dude. We went to Ala- oh. everywhere, all over the United States with Ross Goodman, dude, who was a fucking one of my all time fucking shit. heroes, dude. And yep. Dude, he had fucking, I'd get fucked up, dude, and he fucking wanted to duct tape my whole head. I remember he duct taped my whole fucking head, and I passed <laughs> out, and I woke up, and I was like, fuck, dude, I got this. I couldn't get it off, dude. It was fucking, like, stuck to my head, but, what? dude, Salva, we did whippets with, dude, we, we, dude, Salva is fucking rad. Like, we did, we went to 7-Eleven, some fucking store, and just bought, cleared out all the whippets, and, like, you know how you can inhale them and get yep. all fucking crazy yeah, we, or whatever? Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, so, like, Like the dude, nitrous shots. Yeah, Santa Cruz was punk rock back then. That's, like, when Jason, Eric D, fucking, uh, Tom Knox, uh, you know, uh, fucking, you know, and then the history, Dwayne and Steve Olsen and stuff, but that, that's yeah. when they were tough and punk, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Now, look, look, they're a lot did, different now. But. Did, did you skate with Jason Monroe? Oh, I grew up with him. Me and him got sponsored. All right, this is how we got on Santa Cruz. Me and him got on Santa Cruz together. Oh. So, so when we rode for Santa Cruz, we were on the flow team. So, like, you just get free boards, right? And just, like, get hooked up. And everybody that rode for Santa Cruz back then was from San Jose. Like, you know, like Greg Aguilar, Joe Spolero, Jim yeah. Namba, uh, Feds, like all those dudes. Yep. Uh, Brad Boardman, I think. Yeah, the O'Briens, and then uh, fucking they're like, Keenan's like, dude, there's a there's an amateur contest, and uh, we want you guys to go. If you guys make top 10, we'll put you on the team. And I remember me and Jason, Jason was like the vert dude. He could skate everything, but he was like, he, he went to the vert, and then uh, I skated the street. And it was in Seattle, Washington, and it was, the, it was all Northern California sponsored skaters. And I remember going there, and it was like fucking Mike Carroll, fucking... Uh, um, Danny Sargent, uh, Brian Ferdinand, like Wade Spire, like dude, all these Brian Lottie, like our, well, he was the, he was down south, but like all these gnarly dudes, and then Bert was like Ross Goodman, uh, Joe Splair, like all those cats. Uh-huh. So so Jason ended up Jason Monroe got tenth place on the vert, and I got eighth on the street. First contest ever. Red. Ross Ross Goodman won the vert contest. And then I was like the only one I think that that got a trope got eight like made top ten. So like that we got hooked up. So then we were put on the team, and that's when we got to go travel and stuff. But Jason, dude, who had so much style and like yeah, fucking dude, he fucking rolled, man. Like we I, like that's who I skated with. That that, that was like, yep. and he was a derby ripper too. So that's another yeah. dude. Like he was like a big influence on me. You know what I mean? For was, sure. Yeah, Jason Monroe. He was sick. If you could have uh, any of the old stomping grounds back, if you could have the first Kennedy warehouse, the cannery ramp, consolidated ramp, or the second Kennedy warehouse, which one did you have the most fun at? Dude, they were all pretty fucking fun. Dude, I, I think the Kennedy warehouse, we got to skate there for free if you rode for Santa Cruz. And uh-huh. you got to pay 100 bucks, And that's yeah. where, like... Wade Spire, Ray Dillon, uh, yeah, JJ Rogers, dude, JJ, oh, JJ Rogers forever, <laughs> yeah, dude. That those days, and that's where I met Tobin Yellen. That was like the first photographer I met, and okay. uh, that's what uh, I think made me who, who I am today. Was like JJ Rogers, Ross Goodman, and then at that time, rest in peace, Jess Brasso was there. Ben Schroeder, Todd Prince is another one, dude. Oh, Todd yeah. fucking Prince. Those yep. dudes all lived in one house, like just like right down the street. Right. And then like Bob Boyle was another fucking dude. That dude is so under like that dude was fucking gnarly. Uh-huh. And then dude, Jordan Richter would come stay with me. Fucking oh, I seen 
I've seen Gator show up there, skate, fucking Steve Claire, like Mike Yosifer. Like, dude, so many skaters came through there. Yeah. Fucking Chris Miller. I've seen it skate was there. so fun. Yeah, dude, like the list of what's the fucking... That was the uh, first place Mark I saw Roach. Cardiel skate. He was uh, skating a little loading dock uh, tranny thing that came off the ramp to wall. And he was trying, like, I feel like he was trying to backflip. And I was like, who the fuck is that guy? And it was Cardiel. That was the second one. That was the candy warehouse was that the was, first yeah, one. Yeah, that and was then the second one. Yeah, yeah, the second one. And they had that pro contest. That was my first pro contest right there. Oh, really? And that's where I seen Cardiel, too. He, oh, he was okay. just, I was just like, that fucking dude is fucking gnarly. Yeah. Yeah, dude, it was crazy. So that guy, that 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 first candy warehouse, I think, like Caballero, you know what uh-huh. I mean? Uh, dude, like Ben Schroeder, like, dude, that dude was a fucking maniac, dude. And his prime, like, dude, yeah. he was just the mini ramp wizard. Wade Spire was a gnarly. And then Phil Shaw, dude. Phil Shaw would show up. And Joe Lopes, rest in fucking peace, oh, dude. Yeah. Joe oh. Lopes. When he showed up, dude, you couldn't get a run. He was just like... He, it was like Snake. fucking yes dude and that's back then when you had to fight for a run you know what i mean and i was just a kid trying to get in there and it's all those dudes that i yeah. listed like at once on a vert ramp like fucking trying to get some and i met right. jason jesse for the first time at a yeah. kennedy warehouse i had a gg allen sticker on my board and this is back when gg allen like you, you you go to record stores and they you couldn't find his shit because he was so fucking crazy they didn't want to carry it uh-huh. But I remember Jason was like seeing that sticker and he's like, What, you listen to TG Allen? He's like, Fuck yes. And uh dude, I looked up to Jason, you know, Alley fucking front like front leg, straight legged heiress. Dude, it was all fucking Jason like dude, that was my hero. Right. And uh that was like the first dude that like all those dudes, Ross, JJ and and uh Jason, I don't know, those and Todd Prince, dude, those dudes like stood out to me the most, you know, like okay. just the way they were, crazy skating and just like I, I don't know. I just like fuck. I love what they were all about. You yeah, know? that had a heavy influence on me too. We used to go to that one. I I, I grew up with Phil, so yes. I got the in with him because I wasn't good enough to like just show up there. But if I went with him, I was all right. Yeah. And uh, fuck, the sessions there were so heavy. You just be like, yeah. whoa, dude. I seen Alan Pearson skating the uh, spine ramp one time, and I was like just so blown away like everyone's levels were so far advanced and you're just like yeah i've seen jason there i've seen yeah you know a lot of those dudes cab was there a lot namba was always there dude and that <laughs> dude like if people even knew like that dude would just go there and uh he he would just work on tricks you know what i mean like he uh. would he would skate the mini ramp learn all these tricks and then take it straight to the vert ramp because that's what you did back then like you, you skated the, the the spine ramp learn tricks and then take it straight to the vert ramp you sure. know what i mean yeah so like yeah, yeah. Th- and they were very critical you know what i mean ross jj those dudes be like dude if you're trying to do a stand-up front like front side pivot like mm-hmm. no you gotta stand up on that motherfucker or you do a mm-hmm. rock and roll you slap the deck you know or dude mm-hmm. they just taught me how to like do shit right you know and yeah and dude this and phil was so dude he would show up beat up fucking pd pads and like he wrote, remember he wrote for Concussion, concussion right? Concussion, yeah, with yep. Joe Lopes. Yep. I still got some of those stickers, Joe Lopes stickers. Rad. But Bill, dude, was just like a natural, dude. Like, yeah. And then it led to that that second the second place on 2nd Street. And, uh, dude, yep. Bill just like backside disaster, backside reverse, back, like 
that when that shit first was happening, like a lot yeah. of people weren't doing that shit, and he was, you know. Yeah, he dropped into feeble fakey across the whole vert ramp. Like that was yeah. his first hit, and you're just like, "Fuck." <laughs> yeah, dude. There's just such so a good. gnarly list of skaters. Frazier rolled through there. Neil Hendricks uh-huh. stayed with me. Um, dude, like yeah, Aaron Vincent, man. Yeah. Vincent. Oh yeah, him and Turvo. Yeah, Tur- Eric Turbo was fucking gnarly too. Yeah, small room skateboards. Yeah, there was right. just so much. Shit. I-, I could go on. Yeah, it's just fucking, dude. It- I got to see so much fucking great skateboarding. It's insane. Is that around the time that you met Jake? At the second one. So every Wednesday, Jake Phelps, Julian, Noah Peacock, Joey, Ruben Orkin, Curtis, Coco would show up on Wednesdays and they would be out in the parking lot fucking drinking, smoking, and coming and skate. And like, I was just like, fucking, those are the dudes. And then, like, I just fucking, they were just like, I, I rolled with them. You know what I mean? And uh-huh. they loved, they loved JJ and fucking Todd and those guys. So, like, that's where I got introduced to those dudes, you know? And I started staying with Joey Trache going up to the city, staying at his house when he lived with, with him and Nick lived together. Right. And, uh, and then I ran into Julian and, co- that, dude, and that's where that bond came and that fucking lasted today, you know? But they're the fucking ones that were out in the fucking parking lot drinking, going back and skating, smoking weed, you know? Just like yeah. getting it, you know? And Jake was fucking... I, I met him at Glory Hole when I was like 14 years old. Like, oh, I was really? Just a kid, yeah. Uh, I met him. He was with Roger, fucking with Glass, and fucking Gluehead was there. Yeah, fucking. I was just a little kid trying to get up there. That that thing's massive. That fucking pipe is huge. Yeah. And, how did uh, you find out about it? This dude Ricky Styles was. Oh. Uh, he was a uh, Bio Bob was his his da- stepdad, and he lived with Steve Keenan. So there was that connection, and he's like, I know where this pipe is. So we'd go to stop at Benicia and fucking then go to to Glory Hole, and then fucking Jake was there, and fucking making me get something, yelling at me. Get it, you little shit. You know what I mean? And that, that thing's I, so gnarly. It's so big. You got to run up the tranny or you're fucked. Like, you got, it's hard to get up there. Yeah, it's a workout. Place, yeah, it's fucking gnarly. Yeah. yeah, it's fucking crazy. You've got mail. Hey, guys, I can't encourage you enough to send in your emails with comments, suggestions. Or just straight out nonsense. I don't care. Send it in. I love hearing from each and every one of y'all. This week we got an email from Shaba, the Sticks champion. He says, Yo, thanks to the T-Dog, Tim McKenney, for finding me on YouTube and hustling me to check out your podcast. It is so awesome and felt like I was with my homies pumping the good tunes being a skate nerd with a side of ethical, positive community vibes. I'm writing to say thank you and also let you know I am a skateboarder, been in the trenches since Shackle Me Not, loved it, and when you played Society, I have also played in bands and toured the states a few times. Anyway, ye ask and ye receive. Coming from ye old London town, a process due to the lockdown, here's some captured sounds for the podcast I recently found. Yeah. 
podcast because you did that trick and you did it switch that's how it feels when you listen to talking schmidt thanks shaba send in those emails talking schmidt at gmail.com and i will read yours on the air Let's talk a little bit about Jason, Jesse. Yes, oh, absolutely. He, he's uh, your son's godfather, yeah? Yes, he is, yes. Okay. Like I, like I said, I met Jason at the candy warehouse, and then he ended up moving to Santa Cruz, and I caught wind of it, and I'm like, dude, Jason, Jesse lives in Santa Cruz, and I fucking was running him up there, and I remember he lived at Pleasure Point, his first house, and he had like yep. a surf club on his garage where you'd pass by, and I'd always be like, that's where Jason lives, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. And uh he was hanging out with John Schuller a lot and fucking I just run into him. Dude, that's just where the friendship came. You know what I mean? Like, dude, he's just always been my hero. Just like fucking punk rock. Just the way he skated was just fucking like I, I've, I've said this before. Like, you just want to punch people in the fucking face when he skates. And he'll fucking take a beating. Hang it up to oh, fucking man. dry. <laughs> yeah, I've seen him take some beating. Woo. And he skates for like a half an hour, dude. He'll just fucking get busy. And then he's like, I'm done. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. I always heard about the rumors about that. And then when we started becoming friends and I started filming with him, I was like, no, this is real. This is how he does it every time. He never skates for like two or three hours. <laughs> like it's right. like he drops in, does a couple like stretch drop ins, and then boom, straight into whatever trick he wants to try to shoot a photo or film or whatever. Yeah. And dude, he's just like his personality and just like, He's just such a fucking unique, fucking rad human being. Mm. And uh, he's got a big heart, dude. I don't know. I just like, dude, I just fucking loved everything about him. You know what I mean? Like, I wrote all his boards and fucking, dude, I always had one of his stickers on my board. Like, dude, he was just like, that's, did, that's the fucking Did you dude guys right kind of become close during the consolidated years? Is that when you guys kind of like really got to know each other? Yeah, that's when like when they when they asked me to write for him is like when we got really close. Did you guys travel at all? We went on trips. He, he we went on consolidated trips, but he sent us. But like we went to Thrashathon back in the day. Oh, San Luis uh, Obispo. Yeah, when they had a twenty four hour and they had contests. Uh, the first contest I won was at at Thrashathon, and Jason was there skating. This is a good one. Fucking, we're on the deck. Have you been there to, to Thrashathon? Have you yeah, ever been to those? I went once. Right where they and then you know how they, they have those cement blocks where people could watch and then yep. there's a wall and then a grass and some little kid was fucking skating by and a fucking cop pulled over this little fucking tiny kid and was like harassing him for skating on the sidewalk and I was on the deck of the ramp and it was like a full gallon of water and I fucking grabbed it and I just fucking hucked it and it fucking hit the cop right in the face, exploded. I just turned around, jumped on the ramp, and just skated. Like, he looked and fucking didn't know who the fuck did it. Like, I pulled it so clean, but hit him right smack in the fucking face. And I fucking got... Jason witnessed it. But uh, we were we were running around with Chris Pontius there. Like, oh, they'd yeah. go to parties and cause a ruckus. Jason, okay. Chris Pontius, fucking... I'd see Julian there and run around with Julian. Like, yeah, every time I ran in... Cool. Yeah, Jason was rad. And then I've been on, like, we go to L.A. and stuff. Uh, mm. Dude, there's just so many stuff. We almost died, like, fucking driving back from L.A., like, fucking so tired. And he'd fucking be inches from the, and I was all fucked up. And yeah. I should have been keeping the co-pilot, you know. But, 
Dude, that's like, uh, yeah. And I, I get so nervous around Jason because he's like always been my hero. I whatever, like, yeah. dude, it's just like I just get nervous. But we've yeah. been friends for fucking over thirty years now, or something, dude. So sick. It, it's been so close, and he's never judged me like for all the fucked up shit I've been through. Like that yep. dude has always been there for me. Right. Never tripped. Fucking like helped me out. Like uh, it's fucking cool. All right. Well, speaking of him. He and a few guys off the Instagram have given me a few questions to ask you. Okay. First of all, Jason says he loves you unconditionally. And his <laughs> question is, well, he has a couple actually. The okay. first one is, how much confidence does that new grill give you? Holy fuck, <laughs> dude. All right, dude. I fucking have fucked up teeth forever, dude. I got him kicked in by Todd, my homie. And then drugs, I had 12 pulled out in prison. I pulled four out with pliers. The neck face got two of them. I got two of them because they were just so bad. And I, I always have pride. In it. I didn't give a fuck. I floss with shoelaces. I, I just didn't give give a fuck. But as soon as I got these fucking new teeth, I never in my life thought I would get new teeth. It changed my fucking life. And fucking girls love it, dude. Like, I could <laughs> smile and fucking eat whatever I want. Because I used to eat food before I got them. Yeah. And I couldn't chew it up properly. And it would get throat. And I'd be like choking. Because I just couldn't break down the food very good. Dude, these new chomp, they're titanium. They're just like, dude, they're like, I could bite someone's fucking face off now. What was the story you told me? Like the first day you got them, you ate something that you hadn't been able to eat. Like it was, I forget what it was. Uh, dude, what I, was it? It, it was a, a sandwich, dude, like bread. Uh. Like that's like a bread and then like chips too. Cause like chips I couldn't like eat and break down. So like uh -huh. a sandwich, chips. And then I fucking got to eat steak too. Like steak, I could never eat steak or anything like that. And I could just fucking, oh. I'm telling you, it just changed. And now I can smile at girls. Girls did. You know what I mean? I got the perfect <laughs> yeah. fucking girl. And I, I don't even have to brush them. They're just permanently fucking. Oh, right. They're, yeah. But it's fucking on. Yeah, I get compliments win. all the time. And that's G4 Golpa and Jarrett. These guys hooked me up. And, and then my, my ex helped me out too. And, uh, but like, dude, they, they fucking like, ch it changed my life forever. It was fucking, it was crazy. I'm fucking okay. in tears, yeah. Tell the story about the Driven. Their first board out was your face on it, and <gasps> Jason said it was a behavioral test for anti-hero to put you back on, and it worked. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy, because uh, he put the board out. It was like my face shot, and I'm in jail, right? They, they bring the newspaper to you daily. So we're fucking looking at this newspaper and on the fucking cover is a photo of Jason holding like my board or something. You know what I mean? Like there's a, my board was on there and uh, I was fucking trying to get out of jail. I had court coming up. I went to court and I hadn't talked to Jason because when I'm in jail, I just don't want to call no one or whatever. So I had uh -huh. to go to court and I wanted to get out. Like I wanted to get my, like, it, it, you know, so get to court. And they're like, can you prove like you got a job or something that so we could let you out? And I'm in court and I didn't say nothing to Jason, didn't talk to him or nothing. And you know, Jason don't answer the phone, especially yeah. back then. Dude, Jason Ugh. never answered the fucking phone. So my lawyers talked to me and he's like, you got, you, you could work for something. I'm like, yeah, Jason Jesse, dude, he's my boss. I could work at in the driven, like it's a skateboard company. They have a warehouse and uh, dude. Yeah. He's like, well, we got to call him. To, to verify it and i was like fuck dude jason never answered the phone he, my lawyer calls fucking jason and jason 
fucking answers and <laughs> fucking talks to him right there in court. I'm in the fucking right there in the fucking courtroom. All everyone's watching. And he's like, yeah, he works for me. Yeah. Let him out. You know what I mean? And they're like, right. all right, you get out today, dude. And no. fucking I got out. Jason fucking hooked me up. Like I never <laughs> fucking bugged him in jail or nothing. And, uh, he helped me, dude. It was insane. It was just like the best. Like I'm getting the fuck out of jail. I'm out. Oh my god, that rules! And then he used to visit me at the honor farm too. Like uh, it was like a minimum security where like you could have contact visits and stuff. And you're uh -huh. allowed, like, dude. He'd bring me stacks of shoes, and you're allowed to have porno mags. And he brought me a stack of porno. It was like no penetration. So like yeah. he brought me a stack of mags. And fucking hooked me up, you know? Right. So I could sell some shoes in there to have some money for, like, food and, like, little fucking cigarettes or whatever they had in there at the time. But Jason uh -huh. would come visit me. And then he visited me in medium security before. Like, dude, he, he always showed up. That's sick. Always there. Yeah. Well, with uh, Rollers California, the new bearing and grip company that um, he started, you guys are all doing. He's wondering, can you do a Rollers California video with as much raw passion as your last part you put out? And would you be capable of pulling off tour leader for first Rollers skate film trip after the influenza is over? Jason said he'll be the co-pilot and tag team driver. And you can pick and drop people off from airports and whatnot. Fucking absolutely. <laughs> Rollers California. And you know what 18 stands for, right? The 18? R. R. That's right, dude. We're going to kill it, dude. And we got the sickest fucking team. Dude. Yes. Baca. Dude. Riley. Dude. The fucking the list goes fucking on. Jesse yeah, Pius. Biggie West. Biggie West, dude. All those dudes uh. are the fucking homies this team yeah. is so fucking sick i was just like jason dude we got to fucking go on a trip with this whole fucking crew and just uh. fucking leave every place in ashes skating you know so i'm looking yeah. fucking forward to it dude and yeah jason i can't wait for this thing to be over so we can go skating this uh i feel like i'm on house arrest or something it is the closest i've ever been to house arrest like it is i go, I go outside for a quick one with a mask on to walk the dog or something but like it's just not me. I need to be outside. I know. It's fucking crazy. We're locked down here. I'm in a rehab right now. And like, mm. we usually go to groups at the center and we go to meetings. But like, dude, they're just like locked down. You got to put a mask on if you go outside or you get fucked with. Oh, you know, it's pretty crazy. But I'm just taking the time to like, I I'm doing like fucking the 12 steps. I'm just doing shit to work on myself. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, yeah. I'm pretty fucked up in the head. So, uh. Dude, it's just giving me time to fucking get my shit right. And then when this okay. shit's over, we're fucking hitting the fucking road and getting some. Yes. That's fucking okay. sick. Yeah. Okay. Um, this dude, Stockton Slayer, he wants to hear about your favorite memory in the 209. In the 209. I, he's like a <laughs> ripping ripper right there. <laughs> fucking, uh, dude, I don't know. I skated this little park in Riverbank, man. And, and uh, my, 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 Fun times is when I was giving skateboard lessons to all these kids, you know what I mean? And oh, yeah. uh, just skating and fucking just getting these little kids fired up, you know? Like, I like that park in Riverbank. It has that tranny to like table downhill, like a little yeah. hubba, but it's a table like top. Yeah, it's small, yeah. but dude, it's just like, that, that place is pretty fucked up place to be uh -huh. but like and then there's ripping and that dude fucking rips it, dude. That's where like, I was like, dude, that dude's sick. Ripping's fucking uh -huh. gnarly. That's a fucking... That, that, all you can say is Cardiel for that right there. You oh, know what yeah. I mean? Like, Ooh. Insane, you know? Which Gigi Allen song should I play? 
Die When You Die. I love right. that song. Yeah. It's just okay. fucking one of my favorites. Yeah. What's uh okay, Ian Hoff, he wants to hear about the raddest trick or thing you've seen Julian Stranger do. Julian Stranger. Dude, it'd, it'd just be a burnside, dude. Or bombing heels, you know, I wasn't much I, I didn't like bombing heels. It's fucking gnarly, but just seeing him bomb down fucking heels and just how fucking natural he is at it and doesn't trip. Just like, you know, there's cars, fucking stoplights, just seeing him do that, but when we used to go to burn when burnside first got built like in the very beginning like i i fucking took it we, we took a green tortoise and fucking it was like a hippie a hippie bus and you fucking take it from san francisco to burnside because he was like dude burnside is the fucking sickest spot you gotta go i went with cardiel we gotta go and uh-huh. and i think Ferdinand went with them and then he's like you gotta go and we went on this hippie bus and it was like you could pick the bottom row to where there's tables are you could get a, like the lot bunks and we fucking picked the bunks and we fucking went and we got to the border of oregon they stopped and they fucking feed you uh pancakes and cocoa and then we went to the river and there's like all these hippies naked fucking swimming and then we got to fucking oregon got off the bus skated down fucking this little hill and then burnside and then julian was just like dude he it was just fire you know what i mean because that place was so fucking raw and yeah. you know there's no cameras and shit back then it was just us you know just me and him uh-huh. going to go skate and that shit was new dude he just did the gnarliest backside lip slides we used to fucking do like wake up and we go straight to burnside first thing in the morning and on that center block wall the punk wall reds wall or whatever that little fucking with the center block the steep one yeah set yeah. your board up there and then just fucking, you have to drop in, you know, from like a disaster, but flat. Okay. And then pick it up. It was, you know, back then it was crazy. And then, dude, we had just like that, that ball, Julian with you fucking front slide, backside, tail slide, backside, lip slide, dude. Just like anything Julian fucking does is fucking golden. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that, his, he he's forever. Proper. Yeah, dude. Yeah. It's just fucking so many uh, stories. Yeah. It's fucking rad. We're still on some Instagram dudes. Rojo Carr, he wants to know what happened with hard luck. Hard luck. Dude, just fucking time to move on, dude. Jason fucking w- want to do something fucking different, you know? Like, 
whatever happened with, with, with whatever the business side of it just you mm. know and jason wants to fucking do something different so he fucking got everybody snatched them up because everyone rode for fucking hard luck because of jason fucking jesse so I, that mm. bottom line so fucking start something new with donnie miller and make it happen you know what i mean mm. where it's ours and no one else could tell us what to fucking do or we're fucking gotta do it this way and fucking we're all got a fucking part in it you know what i mean where it's all fucking equal and we're fucking all skateboarders and just go have yeah. fucking fun we don't want to be told this and that or whatever and fucking jason don't need no fucking stress let's fucking do this th- you know what i mean like because you uh, know business shit gets weird like i don't know all of it but like it's just yeah. it was time to move on dude and fucking okay it's fucking rollers california dude fucking best yeah. bearings out there straight up Insane. I love that Baca graphic they just did. It's like a Raiders yeah. uh, shield, but with Baca's head in there. Oh, <laughs> dude, Baca's forever. Dude, yeah. he's one of my favorites, dude. Fuck yes. And now for another first impressions with Timothy Donald McKenney. First impressions of the master Andy Roy. Uh, would be like they talk about consolidated ramp, me sucking at tranny, him popping out of the office onto the top, and me probably going, oh shit, and running like a pussy with my thing between my legs. My real impression of this champion is that Jim's ramp jam, the one where Phil kills, and it's him trying frontside 540s on the extension and landing on his neck like three times in a row. And Mickey coming up and going, dude, chill before you break yourself and having to calm him down. Straight maniac on a board in the most respectful way possible. I'm stoked on your podcast. Uh, you're doing a good job. Keep it up, Andy. Right on, man. Hey, it's Corey it's at Blue D, Plate. 1831 Market Street. at Guerrero, as in Tommy. Come, Come see, see us. us. Real, anti-hero, chicken, thunder, devil venture, eggs, spitfire. Dollar Olympia We're here beers. every day of the week except the big holidays. We've got a curb and we've got smiles on our faces. Come let us get you stoked. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Do you still consider yourself the snuggle bandit? I don't go to jail no more. I don't have to do that shit no more. But I, uh-huh. I, I still sex play. I fuck with yeah. people. Like, we got a house manager here, and I try and crawl in bed with them just to fucking... He gets all scared and nervous, you know what I mean? Yeah. But you can pull people's covers sometimes. You know, you get in bed. Some people are like, hey, I, do, I don't play like that. Or fucking motherfuckers <laughs> are like, aha, that's funny. Or you could be like, dude could just w- want to fucking grab you. And then you could, that's how you pull their covers. Just so you know what you're aware of. You know, you got to be yeah. aware of your surroundings. That's the snuggle bandit right there. Yeah. <laughs> true, true or false, you used to uh, get naked at the when you worked at Deluxe on Fridays or something like that. Holy fuck. The it's sh- shipping. We had Freaky Friday where me and my buddy Johnny Russell and fucking Ben, dude, like, I, I did some fucked up shit, dude. Like, uh, I, I, they, they would play, what's that fucking Silence of the Lamb song? The fucking... Uh, where he was dancing around doing the fucking the old tuck. So there's Andy and there's Andrea. So I would jump on a shot, uh, like one of the, the shipping carts, and I'd tuck my shit, 
and fucking uh. Johnny will push me, and then fucking, uh, dude, I, I fucking, I, I stuff fucking magic markers up my fucking butt, and I would fucking <laughs> write on the on the ground with it. Like we just do fucking crazy stuff. It was Freaky Friday. Anything could happen, and no one could get mad. So Damn. fucking, it was pretty fun in there. We fucking did had Jim, a blast. Did Jim know about that, or he get he didn't know? I don't know. He knows now though. <laughs> yeah, we had some good times in there for sure. How rad! Talk a little bit about Petrero. You spent a lot of time living like a block or two from there. Um, there's fucking a really good scene over there with the Lokes and and whatnot. Yeah. And uh, I was talking to little Dre recently, and he gave you big props for being a huge influence on him uh, growing up and stuff, and kind of showing him what to do and what not to do as like some of the unknown rules of skateboarding. You know? Yeah. Dude, Petrero is the fucking sickest part. I miss it so fucking much. It's just that 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 fucking unity and fucking like it's such a raw skate park. Like it's like no other. Like I I, I moved down here and I can't even get into it down here because it's just like training dads and moms or whatever. But you go to fucking Petrero and there's fucking grass. People are drinking, lighting shit on fire, and you go there to fucking rip ride. You know what I mean? You got yeah. you got fucking Bill Harper, my Blazy the kid, like Jake would be there, rest in peace. Like so Johnny Russell, like dude, there's a such a sick crew there. Wheatberry would pop up, Noah. And <laughs> oh, like, yeah. dude, you just go there to get fucking busy. Chico would always be there. And dude, it's just like little Dre was there. Like, dude, like these little kids yeah. that fucking ripped, you know what I mean? And you're just like, you could tell when so a kid's got it or not. You know what I mean? Dre had it. And I was just like, dude. If you want some of this, you fucking put, put the pedal to the metal, dude. And, like, don't fuck with all the other bullshit. Like, what everyone else is doing, drink, get in there, get busy, and skate, dude. And fucking yeah. skate every day. And that that kid fucking went and did his thing, and he, he's killing it. He found his little niche, you know what I mean? And yep. it's just rare to find some kids, especially in that environment, how raw it is. Some kids get scared and just want the fuck out, you know? There's fights there. That's a little gang area. Like, so much fighting went down there, and... That dude, right. I bit someone's fucking face there, and oh yeah, it fucking fuck. it was fine. Albino, dude, Austin, like fucking rainy, like dude, like all these fucking gnarly motherfuckers that just show up there and get some. It's just like yeah. you want to show up, fucking go there and get something. Then Jake would be there every fucking day, and he was great with kids. You know what I mean? He'd spot him too. Like just fucking mm. get in there and fucking get some. Fucking get mm. it. No fucking right. mercy. If, if you're gonna skateboard, man. Fucking put your heart into it and fucking spill some fucking blood. You know what I mean? And I don't know. That's how I was just always raised. Like, dude, you're going to do something. Fucking do it 100%. You know? Mm -hmm. And yeah, dude, that I miss it so much there, man. I miss fucking Ron, Blazy the Kid, like all those homies, dude. And uh, I, I want to come back soon. I just got to get my head right. You know what I mean? And then I'm, I'm coming back. And I, I, I miss it, dude. Like, it just fucking... It's so fucking raw there. It's different than L.A. It's just like up north is just it's forever, dude. Fucking San yeah. Francisco is just the fucking best ever. It's fucking raw. Yeah. Has it been a pretty tough adjustment uh, living in Southern California after kind of spending most of your time up here? Yeah, dude. It's just like, I mean, there's some rad people down here. You know what I mean? Like, don't get, I got love for a lot of people, but it's just like. I can't find the right park. It just ain't raw. You know what I mean? It's just like uh -huh. it's just like Disneyland skate parks to me or something. Which right. whatever, like kids are getting something. But like I don't know. Like I just like I I grew up in an environment where you just fucking do what you want and fucking 
cause a ruckus, yeah. lit, light shit on fire. You can't do that at these fucking places, you know? Right. You can't, whatever we fucking grew up doing, you can't do at these parks. I don't know. It's just not my, my get down, but I, I fucking met some cool people. Clay crying like that dude's like, you know, there's Omar down there and there, there's yeah. some rad dudes. Nick Merlino, fucking, there's some fucking Tyson Peters. There's some rad dudes that pop up, you know, that, uh-huh. but it's just like, I dude, I'm just fucking, I, I'm fucking Northern California forever. Right. And yeah. uh, I, I got to come back. I fucking miss okay. it. Well, speaking of raw, we got to talk about, I think it's the only time I've been on a trip with you, which was skate rock from, uh, what was it? Detroit to New Orleans, I believe. Fuck, and fucking, yes. we hit Herman's hole. Yes. Uh, we got kicked out of Mississippi. Yep. There's so many, but that fucking doubles photo, you and Rainey with fucking bad shit playing in the indoor, yeah. uh, bowl. I think it was New Orleans or outside of New Orleans somewhere. Right. Louisiana. Dude, talk about that trip a little bit though. That was that was fucking epic. Dude, there was like third... the Memphis, Tennessee, like Oh, man. dude. Fucking insane. Dude, like 30 fucking of the gnarliest fucking skateboarders. There was Jaws was there. Baca, fucking Timo, Rainy, Julian, like fucking uh Fatty was there. Yeah. Dude, how many Grant fucking yeah. dude, all the gnarliest mother fuckers that you could put in one fucking trip to go yeah. from state to state city to city and just fucking burn the place down like it was insane like i, I don't even know where to fucking start dude we lit people's heads on fire i think jack dude. fardell got his head lit on fire i, I lit it once timo got blamed for it <laughs> we, we took mushrooms and we had a game where we were lighting each other on fire like when you're not expecting it in your ass and fucking oh, dude yeah. i had a chick attack me with ba- i was with baka we're like on that mardi gras street where all the par- crazy partying it was like we we're uh-huh. fucking up all night fucking just raging drinking and fucking some chick thought i was timo and just attacks me i think one of rainy's homie russ and oh a nudes dude nudes laid a dude out like oh, yeah. fucking came out trying to be like a Captain Save a Ho for this chick and fucking nudes laid the dude out. The first <laughs> one was when we first got there. Me and Timo got there. I don't even know what state it was, but we were inside that place and Figgy's band was playing. I think uh. Bad Shit was playing. And we just started breaking all the fucking light bulbs, oh, yeah. smashing everything. Outside of Chicago. Yeah. And someone yeah. zeroed in on Jake. And then. That's when Nuge and Figgy got on TMZ yeah. for fucking fighting that guy. Yep. <laughs> Fuck yes, dude. Two KOs, dude. This laid motherfuckers <laughs> out. We demolished that place. That place was oh fucking destroyed. But that's, see, that's the type. That's skateboarding, dude. That's how it should be. You fucking. Nuge called it the Shanghai Surprise. He was just like, what the Yeah. Dude, you ain't fucking with Jake, you know what I mean? Or anybody, yeah. dude. We just all had each yeah. other's back. And then that fucking Herman's Hall, that's where we drove through that puddle thing, right? Right, and the fucking Japanese guys got stuck. Yeah, they got stuck, and fucking Julian was driving and powered through it, dude. And we fucking yep. made it, and then we fucking lighting fireworks off, and then... Uh, What's that, that? So fun. Rainy. That crazy girl put your teeth in her mouth. Like, yes. Rainy, her gut was like, dude, look at her shirt. Born to fuck. And I was like, <laughs> boom, I went straight to her. I yeah. fucking was down her pants, fucking down there tasting it. And fucking, she put my teeth in her mouth. I, put, I think I might have put my teeth up in there. Like, dude, it was fucking nuts, dude. I, there was mud in the back. Dude, we're lighting each other. It was fucking insane. I think everyone right. got lucky that night. Yeah. Good time, then Grant Taylor just fucking, just everybody just fucking ripped. Yeah, 
Timo was a fucking MVP for sure. Dude. Dude, he... He was in our van, and he was just fucking KO'd half the time, and then just yelling at Mark Waters, you're going to get cracked the yeah. whole time. It was a get, get cracked tour. We were punching each other in the face. Yeah. And fucking... And uh, that dude in Mississippi, we got kicked out. Basically, we were going to go to feel like it was jackson or some town and we didn't even go because they're like the cops are waiting so we just bailed and went straight into uh new uh louisiana yeah fucking insane and i think was arco on that trip too he was on yeah arco was there hell yeah fucking we went to that one bar and fucking uh arco was charging people to get in pocketing the money i think right pissed in some fucking water jug that people were drinking (laughs) out of it was like (laughs) Fucking our ring got fucking stolen. Like, dude, it was just fucking chaos, dude. We, right. Dude, that, 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 that's the fucking trip you fucking live for right there. Like, it's just totally. fucking skate and destroy. Yeah. Straight up. What do you think, like, Jake passing, Grosso passing, P-Stone, fucking Hubbard. We, we've lost a bunch of dudes. Like, you hear the fucking cliche, like, you got to do it for the ones that can't, which kind of irritates me sometimes because it's just so, like, I don't know. Everyone grabs onto these phrases and overuses them. But what what or how can we keep this shit going properly in the future, like, without dudes like Jake? Because Jake was such a, a person that didn't give a fuck how you felt about him. He was going to tell you how it was. Right. And like him or not, like, that attitude is important in something that we're doing. Otherwise it's just going to, you know, Grasso talked about it a lot too, where it's like, man, people want this, but they can't, you can't, they can't have it. It's not, we can't be stale old negative people just being like, dude, back in my day, can't be that guy. But you can't also, you can't just adapt a hundred percent to be like, Oh sure. That we're going to be Mickey mouse now. Right. Like, so what are some thoughts that you have like to, keeping it real and like making sure that like the important people have voices and that kind of thing. Well, I, I think it's just like the, the history of skateboarding is like, if you're a skateboarder, you should fucking know who fucking Herbie Fletcher was, Jay Adams, Tony Alva, Shogo, all those dudes, right? Like just know the history and like where it came from and just like how they paved the road for all of us because you know what I mean? Those dudes started it. Her, like, Herbie Fletch, like, it's insane. Like, fucking yeah. in, in, in the 60s, dude, barefooted in the pool. Like, like right. b- before Jay and all those dudes, like, straight up. And then how Jay was a maniac. Like, just fucking go wild. Fucking try whatever. And fucking make it. You make it. But just fucking you, just be a maniac on a skateboard. And just, like, I think it's got to be in your fucking heart. Jake had so much fucking love for skating. And whether fucking people didn't like him, but I I feel like people loved him, like love to hate him, whatever you want to fucking say. He had so much love for fucking so many people in skating and like reached out to so many different people that you just keep it real, dude. And what's in your fucking heart. And uh, I, I don't know, like there's so much money and it's so big now, but like we just got to stick with what, how, how Jake Hubbard, like, build your own fucking shit, do what you fucking want, and always keep those wheels spinning. Skate a fucking curb, skate a quarter, but anything in your fucking way, just skate. Does that have to be a fucking camera, whatever it is, just fucking go and fucking travel the world and hit everything you can. Like, that's what he was all about, was just getting skating out there and just touching everything, you know what I mean? And just fucking mm. putting those miles, hell ride miles down, you know what I mean? And 
the skateboarding changes, dude. And there's always going to be, new, you know, and I used to be stuck like, ah, oh, fucking back, you know, but like, dude, there's rad skaters that are like, you got Bacchus and fucking Figgies and Nuge, you know, like so many fucking gnarly skateboarders. Like you didn't have to tell them nothing. They just fucking dug it and was like, all right, I want some of that too. And if you just right. keep doing and being a real motherfucker and just having a fucking blast and having that bond with your fucking close homies and just yeah. fucking ride it, dude, people are just like, dude, I want some of that fucking right there. Like fucking uh-huh. Red and Hubbard fucking putting the shovels in first, fucking digging holes and this fucking, we're making our own shit. We're making this happen. Just fucking get some of that. Do that, man. If you have nowhere to fucking skate, go fucking grab a shovel. Fucking Timo's the perfect, you know, like, just be aware, man. And just fuck all those stickers. Ne- fucking never forget, dude. That's just mandatory, dude. Yeah. We just got to skateboard and keep yeah. those wheels spinning for those motherfuckers. Because that's what they would want us to do. Straight up. Right. Keep those wheels fucking spinning. Hit those yeah. trucks on some fucking concrete. Grind some shit. Fucking yeah. eat shit and fucking get some. You know what I mean? Because that's what it was all about. You fucking show yeah. up, get some, and fucking kids will see that, man. Like, fuck, these dudes are fucking doing it. For sure. You're, you're free-spirited. You know, you're not going in an arena, which that's fine, too, whatever. But, dude, when you're out there touching everybody and fucking ha- and seeing it and fucking grabbing a kid and fucking going there, get some, you know, like... Then that's mm. then they're gonna they're gonna want want some too, and then you just right. keep it going. That ball will keep spinning, you know. Those wheels will, and it's just like Oof. those dudes are fucking forever. Like it's just it's just mandatory, man. And I, that that that's from my fucking heart. How much those dudes have done for skateboarding, and and, and for me is just to keep rolling and fucking live exactly how they were doing it like dude what they were doing yeah. just keep that and and never stop so we fucking right. can't do it no more you know what i mean and it's right. fucking crazy because a, a, a lot a lot of us a lot of fucking big fucking chunks of fucking gnarly skateboarders that our history of skating are gone or they're you know what i mean they're fucking yeah we got hit hard the last like five years, four years. Yeah, skating took a gnarly fucking hit, man. Like, yeah. it's it's fucking crazy. Fucking makes me want to fucking keep skating and fucking live. You know what I mean? They're not gone. Fuck that. They yeah. they're not fucking gone. They're fucking right here in my fucking heart, getting some like Hell bullshit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's fucking on. This is when you put the pedal to the fucking metal. One of the things Jake used to tell me that I hold on to now is. Uh, We'd go on, I traveled with him more than anyone I've traveled with probably. Um, And every time we were on the airplane, if we had like a big crew of dudes going somewhere, he'd look over at me and be like, if this plane goes down, it's a tough day for boarding. Yeah. (laughs) Because we had a lot of fucking rad dudes on the plane and he'd always say that and I'd be like, fucking tough day for boarding, man. I fucking miss that dude a lot. Yeah. He had so much fucking influence and special phrases and shit that, like, the minute he was gone, I was, like, just grabbing it all and writing yeah. it down to remember because my brain's not nearly what his is on memory shit. So I know you got to get going pretty soon. Uh, there was a thing that you you were a part of, I believe. Bam had, like, a party or some he was raising money for like building a new inside thing and fred gall danny way all these dudes were there it was like a a party for sobriety kind of or something right what was it it wasn't even sobriety dude i was like i was in san francisco and i i i started i was fucking up again 
So fucking Bam flew me out there, and he was having a party because he he built a, a, a he had a big warehouse at at his castle. And when he yeah. built it, it was like 80 grand or something, and he didn't like it once it was built. It was just fucked up. So he's like, oh. dude, I'm going to throw a fucking party where we demolish the whole thing, and we're going to fucking have the FDR dudes rebuild it. You know what I mean? So, like, he p- had people fucking from all oh, – he put his fucking address on social media, and, like, people came, but That's you had insane. to pay and fucking do work. And Danny showed up, Danny Way, Fred Goal, and – uh Dude, we were there for like, a, I was there for like a month, dude. We were just fucking raging and skating and fucking yeah, Beanie Siegel and like a Freeway Philly, some other rapper and like uh, some Thor, some some bands play and like, dude, it just uh. fucking went nuts. It was pretty fucking crazy. So he ended up yeah. building a new one, had the FDR dudes build it and now it's sick. So now he's got the sick bowl fucking, like Danny Way uh, designed it. You know, he had Danny come oh, out. Really? So Danny designed okay. the whole thing. That's why he flew him out there. I just was out there just to cause a ruckus. And Fred was just out there fucking from New Jersey. We are just raging, man. And it was just a fuck. It was madness. You know, Bam's a fucking good dude, man. And uh, he, he's a skateboarder and he just wanted something new. And he, he, I became pretty close friends with them. Like Godfather uh-huh. of his kid. And he's he's a rad fucking dude. And I, I heard he's doing really good now. And Is he? Yeah. So... I, okay. I'm, they're filming that new Jackass movie, I guess. Jackass Four, and I've been oh, hanging shit. out with Steve-O too, skating, dude. Steve-O fucking rips, dude. Okay. He skateboards, dude. He, he's fucking amazing. That's fucking pretty rad. And he's been sober for a minute, eleven right? years. Oh wow! So, so I, he's a good influence. Yeah. So I've been hang, I was hanging out with Helping him out. before I came to rehab, but I still talk to him. I just uh was texting him uh I think yesterday, the day before trying to get on some meetings through like zoom because you can't go to them but uh oh, yeah i was right. going to meetings with them at his home group in la and we just became huh. real close and skating like he wanted to do wall rides right he learned them when he was like 14 or something and like 30 years Ooh. later he wanted to duplicate what he did before so we took yeah. these ramps he got them exactly made like they were back when he was 14 and he wanted to redo it so we fucking went to tony hawk's fucking birdhouse uh warehouse with the vert ramp and we set him up and he fucking skated and he ended up eating shit he made it but he wasn't happy with it but he ended uh-huh. up fucking almost ripping his finger off but we got to skate with tony hawk and fucking the, he's like the coolest fucking dude ever yeah, yeah we, we all know who fucking tony hawk is like he's a right. legend you know so uh like, it was just okay. rad skating with him. You know what I mean? He's just a fucking rad dude. He just wants to have fun. He's sober. And, dude, I, I just like that. Where I'm just doing positive things and just fucking try, I'm just trying to better my life. And fucking, yeah, he's talk, all about having fun, you know? Talk a little bit about that process. Like, what have you found that's helping you? Um, have you read any books or has someone given you advice? Or, like, what things are, like, you holding on to that's making this time different from previous times that you've tried to sober up when i went to bands i got like steve oh brandon novak tim ryan these dudes did an intervention on him and he wasn't having it and they're like how about andy dude i know he needs help i'm like fucking take me so i went to florida and did like a 30-day program which was great transformations sergio and all these guys that worked there were great i was just gonna go back to san francisco but they're like dude you need to go to, to a sober house and uh edward furlong from uh Terminator 2, remember John Connor and American History yeah. X, the little brother? Well, he's a homie of mine, and he was in that program. So I'm like, dude, can I go to Huntington Beach and hang out with him? 
So I went there and I started working there and I was driving uh, the van around, driving clients to appointments and stuff. And I had a mm. sponsor, but I thought I had it, dude. Like, I'm sober. And uh, I fucking stopped talking to my sponsor, going to meetings. And dude, I just fucking, I, 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 sli- I fell off. And mm. I was lying. I was losing weight. Like, it was all, it, it just started crumbling. I hit that brick wall. And uh, dude, I was fucking doing heroin again. I was doing speed and I started smoking PCP. Like I started oh. fucking smoking peak. It was always on my bucket list. I always wanted to do it. I was always scared of it. And I was like, fuck it. And I ended up loving it, right? I hit that fucking wall and my good friend, this dude Ron that owns where I'm at now, New Origins. So Scummy from Metal Militia, one of the original fucking freestyle motorcycle dudes that ran around with yeah. Seth Enslow and shit. Dude, yep. like he introduced me to this dude Ron and I spoke. I, I was fucked up on drugs when I spoke. I was taking dirty chips. I was just lying, you know, because I just felt like so many people were stoked that I was sober. I was getting high. I was like, I didn't want to say nothing. I was just like, fuck, embarrassed, ashamed, guilty. I didn't know what to do. You know what I mean? When all that shit happens, dude, like there's nothing good that comes out of it. So when it crashed, dude, I, I lost a relationship. I lost a job where I was living. And like, so I lost some shit, you know, but. I was all fucking heartbroken. Like, dude, it was just like it, I, in a short period of time. I was, five, I was sober five months, and in five months, I was lying. So I, it yeah. just like, dude, that, that big car wreck, dude, what they were teaching me here is like, there's there, it may be a bad wreck, but if you could crawl out of that wreck and get back on your feet, like, dude, like, an addiction, this the disease is so fucking gnarly that, like, this relapse taught me like dude i need to surround myself with sober fucking people you know what i mean like i need to stay doing book work i i do i got a sponsor mm-hmm. my friend josh like dude he he runs this place Th- these people care here so i'm mm-hmm. sticking around here so i'm just like trying to involve myself around that are people that are working the program and it, it may sound corny whatever but dude it's helping me be sober and dude, I've been a junkie my whole fucking life for, for so long, you know, skateboarding, you raise, you party. And then, you know, Jay Adams was the first one to put a needle in my fucking art. Like, dude, those were my heroes. They fucking raised, they party. Like, dude, that's what you do. You know, that's what I fucking seen. Losing so many people, the, the drugs got this fentanyl in it where people, like they put it in cocaine. People are ODing off cocaine, which cocaine is supposed to keep you up all fucking night. Now it's yeah. fucking, they're ODing from it. It's like they're putting so much garbage in it. It's on a whole nother level. Since I've been in this, like these treatment centers, this is my third one. I did one in my 20s. This is my second one just recently. People leave here and they're, they're fucking, you get a phone call, like dude's dead. Like fucking next day left. You know what I mean? They're just dying. It's just that fucking real. And for the, right. the, the drugs that I've done, all the, you know, I, I smoked PCP and there was like fucking 20 drugs in it, dude. There was like so much shit in it. I'm just lucky. I'm lucky to be alive. So I learned like this relapse this time. Like I, I, I have to stick with this book work to work the steps because the, the steps are like Steve taught me this. Like you have to stick with the pack. And if you stray away from that fucking pack, you're going to fucking get eaten by those hyenas because they don't want to attack the whole fucking pack. But when you stray away, they're going to snatch you up. And that's what happened. Right. And I got a good friend, Ronnie, that was there for me. Like I became close friends with him. Like he's been checking on me. Fucking uh, just people that I met from the first program and just like, I'm just trying to stay in contact with them and just like, you know, like be with Jason and just, I just want to go skateboard. I'm just right now, right. I'm just doing this. I I, I read the, the big book, the NA big book. So I read and there's like, uh, like it's like 400 pages and I'm halfway through it. I, I'm doing step work. I'm on step two. I call my sponsor every day. I, I'm in You're here. working out like a motherfucker. Oh, huh? uh, dude, I'm with this homie that I was in detox with. 
and he came off a bad run and I just seen he had some size on him. And I'm like, dude, I want some of what you got. And this dude just fucking eat, eats right. Like I haven't ate sugar, bread, no, no uh, any sugar and drinks and exercising. I like, I got a little size on me, but I'm losing my belly. Like I, uh, eat oatmeal with some pb fit it's like powdered uh uh peanut butter um i I eat fucking eggs uh steak asparagus every night cauliflower broccoli i don't eat after 6 30 if i can because you know what i mean that stays on you and you go to sleep that's it that's key huh yeah because when i was in prison i've always heard yeah because when i'm in prison you just get fucking big as you can but you're eating top ramen so you get bloated so here i could eat vegetables and you know i mean we cook and uh Dude, I'm losing my belly, getting a six-pack. Like, I'm just doing things different, which when you wake up, you, you feel good. You're not like, no sugar's fucking me up. Like, dude, right. I haven't ate sugar in almost three months. I just watch what I eat. Fuck, I could take a shit now, and I only have to wipe once. Where before, I was eating <laughs> such garbage, dude, I wiped till I bled. And you just feel so much better, and you got energy. Right. So, like, it's fucking crazy, man. And it just feels good just to get some size. So I'm trying to gain some weight. And then I'm going to go on that keto diet and I'm going to fucking trim it down so I can get ready for skating. Dude, I'm just getting some every day. We work out for like an hour, hour and a half and then we take one day off. It's a good release too though to get like whatever is built up inside. Yeah. Get that shit out too. That way that's a positive fucking thing. Yeah. And I've been meditating and uh, oh, I meditate and I do yoga. Dude, I do it tw- okay. twice a week. When you meditate, it sounds fucking corny, dude. But I think Jason does it. He told me J- no, Jason he definitely told me does from, it. He yeah. loves it, dude. And I'm telling you, like any fucking negative thoughts, anything I got going in my head, it just you, huh. it fucking goes in one ear and out the other, and it's just fucking gone. And uh, okay. dude, it just feels good. Like, and uh, this makes your fuck. You do it first thing in the morning for like 15, 20 minutes, and then fucking dude, you just fucking feel fucking good. Rad. And then yep. I've been running a, a few miles a day. Like I got hurt. I went on. I did a skateboard event, and I fucking tried to roll off a roof of a RV, and I was on crutches. I just now starting to walk now, but I oh. was doing. I was running before, like a couple miles, and fucking burpees, like all that shit. Just getting some. I just want to get okay. ready for skating. I'm in these groups. I moved to phase two, where I just got groups from six to nine, Monday through Thursday, and then uh, the weekends I got free. You know, so. Oh. And then as I keep going, it's like a year program. Like I'm, I'm going to be in here a year, but as I keep getting to different phases, I'll have more freedom to go do what I want. Okay. I'm ready for this fucking rollers, dude. How many phases are there? There's four. There's four. And you're on two? I'm on two. Yeah. Okay. Dude, we're in a mansion Sick. with a fucking pool, a hot tub, a gym in the fucking garage. Yeah. Dude, we're eating healthy. I'm fucking yeah. like... It's I never been in the best shape and felt better in my life. I'm fucking 48 years old, dude. And I feel like a little fucking kid, dude. Like how rad? It's crazy, man. Once I got that sober fucking foundation, dude. Then I could go fucking do what I want. I just gotta get my head right, you know. Like I fucking yeah. Been doing this fucking running and gunning, doing drugs forever, and uh, fucking robbing and still just do it. Just lying, like just being a bad person, you know, and like. Uh-huh. These step work to make you uh it makes you work on your character defects like shit. Okay. I'm learning how yeah. to I'm gonna fucking pay my taxes. I'm fucking child support. Um I'm gonna yeah. get out of debt. You know what I mean? Where I could start having a ba- I can't have a bank account because fucking the government takes it because I've been dodging them. So they okay. they help me with all this, you know, this program. So like yeah. Ron, the job the, there's these dudes that own this place that really care and uh they just help you fucking i'm just growing up you know what i mean where i could do shit on my own 
where I don't, yeah. I don't need to fucking count on nobody, dude. I'm uh-huh. fucking my own motherfucker where no one could fucking take my shit or fucking bullshit that I had with this ex-girl. Like, this, like, she did a lot for me, but, like, dude, just let me be, move on. And, like, so I had to get, I got my fucking Instagram hacked and shit like that, and I got it back, but, like, I just want to be independent where I'm doing my own thing and don't have to count on nobody. I always had right. someone doing something, for, you know, helping me out. So you guys aren't even on talking terms. No, she threw all my dirty laundry out there, which is fine. Cause like, I, I look at it like, dude, I was heartbroken, dude. Like she, fuck, I loved her to death. Yeah. I did her dirty six years together and, uh, five, five months I was sober or like here and there, you know what I mean? And, uh, uh. I put her through hell. I get it. You know what I mean? But she's got like valuable stuff of mine from like Jay Adams stuff and fucking Jason stuff. And like, my, I think she's got my flat. You know what I mean? She won't give it back to me. She was selling stuff and on my account. Yeah. So I, I finally got it back. But, like, she, she got someone. Move on and let me move on. You know what I mean? But there's resentment there. I get it. I fucking was a bad person. And I get where she's mm. at. I fucking pray. Whatever. But, like, it's just I just want to move on and do my own thing. And, and it's way better. Dude, I'm single. I get hit up by fucking. Dude, I was just tri- I was just like. Love is fucking crazy, dude. You get heart, you know, and it's pain. Like, I'd yeah. rather be stabbed, beat up, and, like, I, dude, <laughs> and I was texting her all this crazy shit, and she posted it, like, all my dirty laundry. But, like uh-huh. I was saying, once that dirty laundry dries, there's nothing else she could fucking, there's no fucking squeezing it, and there ain't no more water. So, like, it is what it mm-hmm. is. Yep, I said those things. I was heartbroken. I fucking got a tattoo on my face. Like, I'll take it all. I'll do anything to be back. Like, dude, fuck that, dude. Like, Time heals, you know what I mean? And I'm just like, yeah. I'm excited to fucking, I, I I have no problem. It's just like, I'm, it's fucking rad, dude. I got, it's, I'm fucking so happy. I get to do my own okay. fucking thing, dude. It's uh, just like fucking cool. on, dude. It's All gonna, right. I just want to get back into skating, dude. And fucking go on this tour. We're going on this tour, dude. And it's going to fucking oh, be yeah. sick. Roll yeah, Jason's super excited. Actually, Jason's coming on the show after you the next week, so. Uh, it'll be cool to talk to him finally. I've, I mean, I talk to him all the time, but it'll be good to get him on here. A lot of people have been hitting me up about that. So, dude, yeah, you gotta, the roller thing's exciting. Yeah, dude, and just to have Jason, like, dude, and just with his presence, you know what I mean? Like, it's 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 like a, a Jake, you know, or how, when those dudes are around, you want to fucking get some, you know what I mean? It's fucking Jason Absolutely. Jesse, and he's yeah. gonna fire everybody up. And uh, oh yeah. So like, dude, it's gonna it's gonna be sick. And I think he's gone through a rough spell, and uh, he's coming out of that, and you're coming out of yours, and the energy and the positivity, all just combining forces, it's gonna be like fucking teenagers again. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's you gonna know? be fucking like, awesome. Fucking, let's go have some fun. Let's go hit fucking all these states and fucking touch some love everywhere. Fucking get yeah. some, do some hell riding. Do you got any unfinished business? Do you, is there any amends that you have to work up towards? Is there some people like, is how are you cool with antihero guys? Is Jim the deluxe thing? Are is there things that you have to like work up and apologize, or have you kind of made peace with those things, or or what's up with that? Yeah, dude. Like, do they have deluxe antihero? I have so much fucking love for them. When I got out of prison, I called Julian, like, dude, I'm fucking, I, I need a job. Like, they got me in there, and then I went and fucking ripped them off. I stole so much fucking shit, and they still didn't fire me. Jim has got the biggest fucking heart. Was so excited to see all this stuff. I just fucking, 
I just wanted everything. I just fucking, t I just stole, I was a fucking thief, dude. I fucking stole everything, but, uh, I still got it all, and, dude, I just did them dirty. I was cancer at the end, dude. Like, I fucked the whole team up. I was just fucking, made the whole fucking team uncomfortable. There, a couple situations happened, whatever. I have love for almost every single one of them. Dude, Julian forever, Cardiel, like, Cardiel's never judged me. He's never done nothing. Julian's always been there for me. Jim, mm. I came into to Jim, and I was fucking in tears. It's like, I'm so sorry. I talked to him just uh, last week. All those boards I fucking got, I want to give them back to you. They're not mine, dude. I, I, they're yours. And he's like, Andy, we fucking are good. He's like, when I see you, I'll give you a fucking handshake, a hug, look you dead in the eyes, and we're good. I'm, I get to call him here, and, and we might have an idea to do some, some uh, maybe a, a board where we could put it off to do to, to it for, for sobriety, like put the money and give it to like, some some rehab something you know what i mean just do something for a good huh. cause where i don't get the money sure. like we just give it for a good cause to help people that are in addiction or something or that's what i'm hoping that we, we could uh agree on to do or something but uh yeah there's a step in the the big book the na book where you have to make amends but i've already like apologized to jim and i'm gonna do it again and uh, uh -huh. i still got called julian and and everybody because all those boards i took i took money away from all those dudes so he he didn't even want the boards back. I was going to, there's this dude I know, I was going to try and display them like a museum, like display all these boards and then like have people come in and then donate money and then give it to like some good cause or something. Oh, and that'd if, be cool. If, but if they want the board, dude, I'll give them the board back. They're not my, you know, I just feel fucking yeah. awful and they just always been there for me. I fucking love anti-hero till the day I die. It's just, they're always part of my life, dude. And, hmm. uh, I'm just on a new journey. I just want to do something uh, different. But, dude, those are my I, fucking Rainy, Timo, Jolene, Cardiel are fucking forever, dude. It sucks what I did. I just I feel really bad, you know? Like, I mm. was cancer to that team. I, I, I'm saying that. I apologize to all those dudes, you know? It just okay. fucking was pretty fucked up what I did. And I just wish them all the best. They're in my heart forever. Well, one day at a time is the slogan with what all the stuff that you're going through. As cliche as it may sound, it's, it's I mean, I've been sober for four years and like, that's I've, rad, dude. I've been looking oh. at that a lot as just like, when you look at the overall picture, it's too overwhelming. But if you look at just right now, it, you can deal with right now. And right. you just keep doing that each day. And, and, and that positive momentum builds. And pretty soon, you're doing cool shit. You're hanging with cool people. You're, you're fucking producing. Like, yeah. I don't know. For me, production is really addictive. Like, if you right. can get some stuff done, you're like, fuck, I want to get more shit done. And I want to do it better. Yes. And like, yep. and you just build on that. And um, people hit me up all the time. I'm not... I don't know. I'm not the greatest person at like being the role model or whatever, but like that stuff is the stuff that I tell people is like, Hey, just focus on doing something you love and doing it as good as you can and yes. watch what that builds into and then just take it from there. Absolutely. But dude, and that's yeah. dude. And when you start doing that, you start feeling good about yourself. Like I fucking enrolled in, in college, dude. I, got, I, mm. I, I I start in June and it's a two year where I could be a counselor at this program I'm at. And I'm going to do, oh, a, right. I, I'm going to be an interventionist. I, I started these classes. I got to finish them and okay. uh, where I can help people because people have been reaching out to me, but like, 
I'm just doing things different. Now that I'm sober, I'm starting to like, dude, I enroll, I never thought I'd fucking go to college. Are you kidding me? You know? Uh-huh. And then like get my podcast going again. And then uh, okay. doing the stuff with rollers and just staying yeah. involved with people and just start doing things. And yeah, once you start doing that, you keep yourself busy and then like actions will show. You know what I mean? Like I, right. I, I'm freshly, I, you know, I got almost uh 90 days sober i'm coming up on soon and but like dude it's just the longevity you know like i just gotta fucking keep doing what i'm doing and uh Uh i know when you do good good things will happen okay and like four years dude that that gives me hope schmitty like you have no idea like that tells me that i could do it yeah i don't give a fuck who you are like you schmitty you got four fucking years dude that's like i want some of that right there but you just gotta think of it more as like 91 days 92 days you know what i mean like it's like because in the beginning it's way harder and then you start getting this momentum and you're like i don't want to look back i just want to go forward you know and i think once you get to this one place like it took me a long time i don't even know how long but it took me a while to be able to go into a bar that was really hard for me and not drink like i was sober for a while but i couldn't go into a bar and then once i got to this one point and i could do that that clicked and i was like dude it's a this is easy i got this yeah and then that helped me realize because for a while for me i had to stay indoors and just lock myself down and be like away from the dudes that were tempting me or the things that were tempting yeah, me. yeah and some of those people might not have understood it at the time but i just had to do it for myself you know and then like you get to a point where you're like all right now let's see if i can dabble out there with the, the distractions and the triggers, right. but they're not yeah. going to fuck with me. And those are tough times, but uh, now nah, you got yeah. it. And you got to just like, you got so much fucking energy in you that if you direct it in the right way, it's just going to be blasting, man. Yeah, man. You're absolutely right, dude. I take that all in. Like, thank you, Schmitty. Cause that, that's what I need to hear, you know? And it's, it's very true. Like I, like right now, I cannot walk into a bar at all. I got some time ahead of me. There's gonna be bumps and roses where there's gonna be like, ah, oh, fuck, you know. But you know, mm. like just being around people like you and just like Baca, like dude, seeing people like that, fucking yeah. Neen, Neen Williams, like dude, dudes oh, that are just yeah. doing the right thing, like dude, that's right. just like that. That's fucking cool to me. Like I don't want to wake uh-huh. up hungover. I don't know. Like I'm, I'm getting older, dude. I want to wake up fresh, dude, and keep it going. I don't know. I just yeah. want. Do something different and fucking go out there and fucking get some. Tim McKenney uh, called it in. I wanted to play it for you. Oh, shit. Yeah, this question is for uh, Mr. Andy Roy. I love your pods. Super cool. This question is, who is your favorite skater of all time? Preferably of the old school style. I figured you'd say Cardiel like anyone else, but uh, old school. What first skater were you like, damn, dude, that guy's got some stee. It's nice to see you on the pod. Hell yeah. Brotherly love. Keep it going, guys. Fuck yeah. Talking Schmidt is the shit. He, I yes. told him I was interviewing you. He's like, oh, let me send you a question. He fucking rips, dude. I know Tim. Yeah, he's sick. So from the old school, huh? I mean, like, if you're going to go real old, like Jay Adams, dude. It's like, dude, like, he just fucking was a spaz. I don't know. I just fucking liked how he would just go for it and he would eat shit. You know what I mean? Everyone else was skating in the fucking circle, doing those little things. And he was just, like, jamming around, flying off the side of these little fucking ramps or whatever. Or flying out of a pole, planting his hand, you know? Like, uh, just yeah. the way he fucking attacked it was 
fucking pretty sick. Of course, Cardiel, that's newer. Like, that. that's his hands down. But, like, Jay, I don't know. Like, something about Jay was just, like, his aggressive attack at fucking skating was fucking sick. And I just have to throw in there Steve Olsen. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like, just the fucking... Style. Yeah. Like, he would say, uh, dude, he would just fucking grind the pool and just fucking try and tear that coping off. And Dave Hackett, another one. Huh. Those fucking... Those three just like fucking, yeah, that they just fucking demolish. Even Aaron Murray. I don't know, just like that pool. Cause I grew up in pool skating, you know, pool skating was fucking sick. And yep. uh, like they just fucking smashed it. That's what you did. You know, it wasn't all the tricks. So you just try and grind right. the fuck out of that pool coping and just, just don't want to fucking pop the block off. Yeah. Fucking, and you see those photos of Hackett and fucking Olsen and Jay. Like, dude, that's fucking forever. Just fucking get some Aaron Murray like I just love that aggressive fucking just that raw fucking power you know and then fuck I gotta throw Pete the Ox dude Pete the fucking oh, Ox yeah. dude like he's a you know he's not from way back but dude that dude skates it's just yeah that's another dude that's just power. it's fucking gnarly you know what I mean <laughs> like that dude is fucking forever Pete the fucking Ox dude Fuck yeah, right. They're just dudes that just stand out like that, that are just like, dude, you fucking guys have no fucking idea. These motherfuckers are gnarly. We like to um, send it out with a good song. Which uh, song should we end this thing with? Fucking Venom, Rip Ride. Fucking forever, dude. Fucking forever. Andy, thank you so much for fucking spending your time with me and telling your stories and being honest. And, you know, I want fucking the best for you. Fucking big, big love, dude. Good luck with your sobriety and everything positive you're trying to accomplish. Uh, Hopefully I'll see you in person sooner than later. Um, I definitely believe that we need guys like you to stick around. So, uh fucking hang tough fucking reach yes. out when you need help fucking yes if there's anything i can do words wise or fucking advice or anything always feel free to hit me up and just I fucking that. i like your attitude as far as circle yourself with the dudes that are being successful at doing what you're trying to do and and just keep fucking your head on strong and, and keep moving forward Absolutely, dude. Thank you so much, Schmitty, dude. I have nothing but love and respect for you and all our homies, dude, forever. Hell ride forever. And, dude, I, I just thank you so much, man. Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna keep my head up and just keep marching on, man. Like, fucking, we, we got to do this for all our fucking homies, dude, straight up. Fucking Absolutely. rip ride. Yeah, I, thank you so much, man. It means a lot to you. Okay, take care, dude. All thank right. You. I love you, Schmitty. You know
Thank you for listening to another episode of Talking Schmidt. You can subscribe to the show on iTunes, Anchor, Spotify, or anywhere you get your podcasts. When you subscribe, you'll get notifications every Tuesday of new episodes the minute they become available. Also, please leave reviews and a five-star rating. It's the best way to help the show grow. All of the episodes will always remain free, but if you would like to help support the show, you can do so at TalkingSchmidt.com, where you can pick up some merchandise like t-shirts, beanies, hats, and stickers. The website has an entire archive of all of the episodes, with extra photos and videos. Email us with any suggestions, comments, or ways that the show may have improved your life at TalkingSchmidt at gmail.com. All interviews are conducted, edited, and produced by Schmitty. The intro music is Mary's Cross by the band Nature. A very special shout-out goes to the executive director, Cheryl Camisa. This is Talking Schmidt, where the Rolodex is deep, but the conversation is deeper.